Hey there, this is Mark, and my brand new novel, The Last Hacker, is launching on Kickstarter. We'll have the hardcover, softcover, ebook, and audiobook available. If you join the waitlist now, you can get an early bird discount. So visit wait.thelasthacker.com to get early access to my book. That's wait.thelasthacker.com to get early access to the book and the Kickstarter campaign. Thanks. And he watched every single one of them die. And the god screamed in fury. He knew they never again would see their home planet. Its glowing eyes hovered over her bed. Well, I ain't stupid, Squizzy. I thought she was supposed to bring the grenade. Cut, cut, redo. Stupid. Redo. Ah. And here we go. Hey there, my name is Mark Walden. This is how the show works. I write all kinds of crazy stories. You get to listen to those stories. Some of them might be amazing, and others might suck. But we're in this together now, so no turning back. Welcome to my world, the world of Walbeck. 1901, Haverhill, Massachusetts. A physician named Duncan McDougall set out to prove the impossible, that the human body has a soul. But how do you measure the unmeasurable? With a scale, of course. Duncan determined that the soul was distinct from the body and must contain some form of mass. The experiment was simple. He would find people on their deathbeds and place them on a large scale. Then, when they breathed their last breath, he would monitor any divergence in mass. Duncan identified six patients whose deaths were imminent. He watched every single one of them die. And the results were interesting. One of the patients lost some weight, but then put the weight back on. Two of the patients lost weight at death, and then lost even more weight, but the amounts were trivial. Another two patients' results were considered inconclusive due to technical problems. But the last patient had the most intriguing findings of them all. At the time of his death, this patient lost a significant 21.3 grams in weight. This infamous quest for knowledge of life after death has become widely known as the 21 grams experiment. Excited about his findings, Duncan quickly published them to the world. But his excitement soon turned to disappointment. The scientific community considered his experiments an outrage and that his results had no merit. Physicists, doctors, and other scientists publicly ridiculed Duncan and his 21 grams experiment. Eventually, the tests were abandoned, and Duncan McDougall faded into obscurity. It would seem that science would never be able to prove that the human body has a soul. But that's not exactly true. Fast forward to May 7, 1945. Germany surrenders in World War II. The great bloodshed would cease, and the worst of the Nazi leaders would be punished for their war crimes. But not all of them. Though they had been allies just days before, the Cold War between the Soviet Union and the United States had just begun. Knowing of this great threat, and just days after the end of World War II, the Central Intelligence Agency of the United States did something unthinkable, something that they would keep hidden for years. They secretly hired the Nazis to spy on the Soviets. The United States would give them immunity to their war crimes, but there was one condition. These top-ranking Nazi officials would have to declassify all of their secret facilities, weapons, projects, and experiments. And this is where things get really interesting. 
One of the most infamous and cruelest of the Nazi scientists, Emil Augsburg, exposed hundreds of classified projects that he had worked on. Most of them involved research into thought and psychology, experimental medical procedures, and general intelligence operations. But one of the projects was different than the rest. The declassified file was written in Russian, and it was titled Delo Numer Devotetenye, or in English, Case Number 21. This case file told a horrifying story. A few years earlier, in 1941, Germany invaded the Soviet Union. A large-scale battle ensued, and the Germans overcame and occupied the city of Smolensk. Emil Augsburg, then a member of the infamous Nazi SS, was stationed in the city to lead intelligence efforts. After the city fell under German control, Augsburg's job was to root out and destroy all Soviet intelligence facilities. One by one, he located and burned out hidden Soviet bunkers throughout the city, executing all military officers and scientists that they found. Augsburg successfully reported to Berlin that they had located and destroyed 35 underground Soviet facilities. But the report wasn't completely true. There hadn't been 35 bunkers. There had been 36. The ancient fortification, known as the Smolks Kremlin, surrounds the great city of the same name. Augsburg and his men had cleared out each of the watchtowers that spread across these defensive walls. Each of the towers had been empty, except for this last one. Resting at the wall's furthest edge was a massive tower that the locals had named Velsuka because it once gave amazing views of all the land. But the view that was witnessed there that night had been anything but amazing. As Augsburg and his men entered the building, they discovered rows and rows of bodies draped in sheets, all lying still on hospital beds. Every bed was occupied except one. At first he thought this might have been a makeshift medical facility, but after closer inspection, he realized that notion was far from the truth. There were no medical staff, doctors, or scientists anywhere to be found. And in the middle of the room, amid all of the bodies, was a large metal cylindrical object that contained thousands of gallons of water. Augsburg, a native Russian speaker, quickly discovered piles of research and data mixed with various human subjects' names. He learned that the scientists there had been measuring energy, and more specifically, subatomic particles. Measuring energy wasn't anything new to Augsburg, but what was curious to him was that they had measured energy only during a certain event the moment that a patient died. And that is when he made the most shocking discovery. These Soviet scientists didn't only measure that energy, but they were trying to capture it. Upon further reading, he learned that the Soviet's prisoners had been transported from gulag prison camps and sedated heavily near death. The experiments had started five years prior, using the research from American physician Duncan McDougall. As he had failed, so had they. So, they took things deeper into the subatomic world, measuring atoms, protons, neutrons, and electrons, but still the experiments were a failure. They were unable to measure any change in mass at the time of death. As Augsburg read on, the data suddenly changed. The scientists had asked themselves, what if the soul doesn't have any mass? What if they were measuring the wrong thing? Protons and electrons all maintain some form of mass, but was there another particle that could be measured which contained zero mass? And there was. 
These missing scientists had developed a machine that could measure one of the smallest of all particles, the neutrino. They had received instant results. Purified water within the dark cylinder would capture small bursts of light when neutrinos would collide with water molecules. In each recorded instance, when someone died, these collisions would spike in record numbers. Something was clearly leaving the body in great quantities as it took its final breath. To Augsburg, the findings were revolutionary. But the data didn't end in measurement and death. The Soviets had worked to take things one final step further, to not only measure the energy leaving the body when it died, but to redirect it somewhere else. Augsburg was incredibly eager to learn more of what they had accomplished, but it became clear to him that the data he was looking for had been removed. All notes of further experimentation had either been burned or taken as these scientists fled the tower. There were only two clues left behind that gave any insight into these mad scientists' final success. The first had been an empty hospital bed that held a plastic label reading number 21. And the second had been a cryptic note left behind and signed under the name Belsky. Those final cryptic words read, I have made a discovery so wonderful that I cannot bear to destroy it, and a discovery so awful that I will ensure no one ever finds it. Unfortunately, the fighting in Smolsk became so awful that Augsburg was injured and sent back to Berlin, never able to finish his research into the project. It was archived away by the Germans and subsequently seized and declassified by the United States government. Over the years, both the 21-gram experiment and case number 21 disappeared into rumors and lore. The modern scientific community scoffs at even the thought of the existence of the human soul, and further tests on the subject are beneath any competent professional in the cause of science. But there is no doubt about what Augsburg had discovered so long ago. And even today, near the walls of the Smolk's Kremlin and in the Tower of Vesuka, it is said that the spirits of those departed remain trapped within, and that if you listen carefully, in the quietest of nights, you can hear their whispers. Hey, thanks so much for listening in. If you want free stories, updates, behind the scenes, or to check out upcoming books, visit markwalbeck.com. And if you have any story ideas you want me to write about, email them to mark at markwalbeck.com. See you next time.